Welcome to DLS Central. Lots to get to. A lot of stuff went down this weekend. We had NFL matchups that were great. We had a terrible, terrible injury uh, to Dak Prescott. We're going to talk about that. And, of course, got to talk about LeBron and the Lakers winning chip number uh, four for LeBron and number 17 for the Lakers as an organization. And so we get to talk about a lot of that stuff. Uh, So uh, looking forward to getting into it. Sunday, well, actually starting on uh, Thursday, uh, we had some matchups, but, uh, you know, definitely always start with the Browns. Uh, they they went in and they, they handled business, They and now they're 4-1. and one. They had, Their record is 4-1, and one, y'all. This, this is not a typo. The Cleveland Browns have won four games, and they've only lost one so far. And check this out. They are three and O at home. How about that? Like that? Who? When have we seen that? When we look at the Browns play for definitely over a decade, they haven't had a record like that. So big props to them. I'm very proud of them uh, because they've they really um, brought the team together. I think last year. They they had a great team last year, but they got punched in the mouth early, and they were proven to have a good team on paper, but when you actually played them, uh, they didn't have all the pieces together. This year, it seems like they're actually gelling well, and they're not making the same mistakes. They've got a good coach in Stefanski. Stefanski has them has them with the right mindset. And so there's a major difference with this team. And a big part of it is they have an identity. They know their identity is to run the ball first and then allow that to open up stuff for Baker Mayfield to work. Because Kareem Hunt and then when uh when Nick Chubb comes back, that that's the that's the the foundation. And then based on that salvation that foundation now Baker and Odell can really punish uh, defenses because they have to they they have multiple threats that they have to worry about. So I'm proud of them. They're doing good. I wish I wish Baker would stop the interceptions though. I, I need Baker to have more games without an interception than with interceptions. But he he played well. He had you know 247, um, you know two TDs, two touchdowns, but. Uh, you know, he had a okay QBR, uh, 85.4, but I, I really want him to get to the point where he's got more touchdowns than interceptions. Because, and, and, but they played up against a, a game Colts team. Uh, Colts are three and two. They're not a slouch uh, in the NFL. They've got a, they've got a balanced squad. Uh, you know, they, they compete. And with Phillip Rivers at the helm, they're going to really give teams a fight. Like whoever plays the Colts, they're going to have to earn it. Not saying the Colts will always win, but they're going to have to earn it against the Colts because um, they're they're going to be a disciplined team and they're going to give you all that you can handle. So much props to the Browns. I'm so proud of them. Um, again, it's, it's a long time coming and they're, they're, it seems like they're, they're, consistently within the 20 and 30 point range now i mean this is this is new air for them because for so long they've resided in the 10 and 20 range um because it primarily in in the teens uh generally uh in their games in the past decades because they haven't had anything offensively uh, that really could give any team any threats, and we had such a predictable offense; it was easy to shut us down. And then it, it then our defense wasn't bad, but it just because we couldn't do anything, the, eventually the defense would fold. But now we got a strong defense, and we got an offense that is actually capable. So I'm excited to see what happens next. Now uh, next week. They got to play the Steelers. Uh, to me, this is what's going to prove it. If they can beat the Steelers, then 
now we can have a a real talk about them actually being able to finally conquer um, that division. I mean, they still got to see the Ravens. They still got to see the Ravens twice. But if they can beat the Steelers again, they beat them last year. But if they can beat the Steelers again this year, uh, then that that really opens up some things for them. Speaking of the Steelers, they uh they're four and zero right now, so it's gonna be a head to head match next week. You got four and zero Steelers going against the four and one Browns, and it's gonna be a slobber knocker because they're is not they're not just uh in the same division and doing well, but they're also rivals. So like huge rivals, the Browns hate the Steelers. Steelers love to beat up on the Browns, but Hopefully this can be a a showdown where the Browns can show, hey, you can't just beat up on us anymore. You don't have a, a mental edge on us anymore like you used to. So that that's what I'm looking forward to seeing as a Browns fan. I want to see them go head up with the Steelers. I want them to give them all that they can handle. And I want them to pick up the W. Now the Steelers, they picked up that W against the Eagles. Eagles have, they, they it seems like they've woken up. Um, the past uh, couple of games, because initially they didn't seem like they were awake at all. They seemed to sleep at the wheel, and teams were really taking advantage of them. But now Wentz is really starting to come into it. Uh, you know, he played a good game. He had two touchdowns. He had two hundred fifty-eight yards. Uh, so he he played a good game. But I mean, the Steelers, the Steelers are just are are really good. I mean, they're they're always good. You know what we can we say? The Steelers are are always going to be a a good team as long as Ben Roethlisberger is there. He's always going to be a threat. Uh, had three touchdowns, two hundred thirty nine yards passing. You know, no no uh major mistakes. I mean, of course, he, Ben's always going to take take a sack or two, but by and large, Roethlisberger when you when you need him to come through. He comes through, and he's he he's a multiple time Super Bowl champion. So, with that, he's he's proven himself. I think Big Big Ben is definitely going to be a uh, first ballot Hall of Famer when his career is over. I don't know how long he plans on playing. Uh, he probably got about two or three more years left, but he he's going to be in the Hall of Fame because he's he's definitely one of the scariest quarterbacks to play. You're never out of a game. When Big Ben is playing, and so uh, when Big Ben's the quarterback, so it is. It's I'm happy for the Steelers, uh, even though uh, you know they always make us us cry as Browns fans. But we we gonna we gonna see them next week. We're gonna have something to say, and we're gonna take it to them. Now the Rams they took care of business against Washington, uh, so that was thirty to ten. Jared Goff, he he had a good game, two touchdowns, three hundred and nine yards passing. Um, so they they really they they played a game like they were supposed to play it. Rams, even though they're four and one, their record really doesn't tell the tale. Um, it it doesn't give you a full picture of the struggles that they've had. Um, with with the team, like I mean, they really struggled. And some of these games, they come from behind a lot of times. They're, and, and so for them, they, they battled back and they rallied. And they only have one loss. But they realistically could be 3-3 uh, three and three or 2-3. and three. So it's just something about uh, the Rams finally being able to put together a dominant performance like we all know that they can put together. So that was good. Washington, I mean, we know they're not winning anything. They're one and four, but it was good to see Alex Smith come back. And so uh, I feel bad for Kyle Allen. He got hurt, uh, but it was good to see Alex Smith come in there and 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 play meaningful minutes. And he was an inspiration uh, to so many because of all the things that he's been through uh, from a a uh, injury perspective. Um, it was it was encouragement to a lot of people and and that's that's one of the beauty of sports uh is it can be inspiring to so many people especially when you when you understand their story and what they've had to overcome just to come back on the field just to come back on the field 
um, that all the things that they have to fight through and it becomes beautiful. It's just, it is, that's the beauty of sports again, in the same way, uh, about a year or two ago when, when Tiger won the masters, um, it's like, you can't appreciate the, it's like the wind becomes even more powerful when you understand the road back and the journey back and, and, and what he had to overcome and what he had to, to change and, and what he, what he had to grind through and work through to be able to compete on a professional level and uh, be able to excel and win one of the major championships uh, in, in golf and in his, in his sport. So it, it's a testament to that just to see Alex Smith come up on that field and, and put together some some plays and and you know throw have nine for seventeen and complete some passes and and do some things out there so uh, that was good but uh, by and large the uh, the Washington football team they're not going they're they're not winning anything so everybody uh, I, I I hate that Haskins had to had to get benched um, and the, of course he you know wasn't available for the game because he was sick but. Again, I there so I've I've seen some people say, oh well, there were some had to be some other things going on uh, that uh, caused him to not be able to 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 keep that job, and and more likely there probably were, uh, but I still think it's rough that he had to lose his job so so soon, but he can regain it. Everything can be regained. Now the Ravens. They whooped up on the Bengals. I, I knew this wasn't going to be. Uh, <laughs> I knew this wasn't going to be close. Uh, 27 to 3. Man. I mean, Joe Burrow, you know, he. he this was a, definitely a rough day at the office for, for JB uh, going up against Lamar. And th- this Ravens team, uh, you know, they've got major firepowers. It's like, yeah, they, they, they struggled against the Chiefs. And we're gonna talk about the Chiefs in a, in, a, in a little bit, but they, in their division, um, and in their, it like other than the Chiefs, they they really give a lot of other teams problems, uh, just because of the athleticism that they have. I mean, the the Ravens were always in control. Bengals were never in the game, and it, they're they're four and one too. I mean the the AFC North. Is just really, really strong. I mean, other than the Bengals, Bengals are one and three, and one. Um, they got a draw on the record too. But other than the Bengals, it's a dogfight in the uh, in the AOC North, which is good. It's like I'm I'm proud of it because it's it's the division. You know, it's my division. But um, I'm I'm proud of it. I'm happy about it. But man, you talking about the the, the playoffs are gonna be real. The, the playoff picture is going to be real thick, especially if they continue to keep up their winning ways. Um, it's going to be a toss-up in that division. It's going to be a fight. And so, but uh, much props to the Ravens. They took care of business. Again, I keep picking the Texans. Now, Jaguars against the Texans. The Texans beat the Jaguars handily, 30-14. Uh, to 14. I think this was the first time we actually had uh, Deshaun Watson have a game, have a breakout game where he can really show his stuff and, and just play. And I mean, they did fire, uh, they did fire, uh, their, their coach, Bill O'Brien. And so now with Romeo Cornell on the phone, now I love Romeo. I think, uh, when Romeo, Romeo had one of the better seasons for Cleveland, uh, when, when he was coaching, I mean, I just think he's had also had just a string of bad luck, on teams that really he couldn't really do anything with, he didn't have any weapons, and he just got built, got dealt a a rough hand. But now, for him, even if it's just for the rest of the season, to be able to coach the Texans, he it gives him another opportunity to you know to do some great things in the league. Uh, I'm a big I'm a Romeo Cornell fan, and I'm happy that he got a win. He's the oldest coach in the NFL. Uh, to get a win, so uh, you know, made a record there. But Deshaun Watson, three hundred and fifty-nine yards passing, three touchdowns, twenty-five for thirty-five uh, from a uh, completion perspective. I mean, that that's pretty good. 
that is pretty good. That's the Deshaun Watson that people want to see. Um, and he, he showed out. And so if they can keep that up, then that can really help them in the, in the second uh, part of this season. Now, Jaguars, I, I probably can't pick, I can't, probably can't pick them anymore because I've been picking the Jaguars. I've been back and down. So, oh yeah, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And then what happened? They get beat. <laughs> and not just they lose the game, but they get beat up. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to have to stop picking the Jags because it don't seem like they – I picked them against the Jets, and the Jets messed around and beat them. And we know the Jets aren't good. But, yeah, the Jags, Jags are in trouble. They, they might need new leadership too. So, yeah. But uh, now the, the heartbreak game, it was, it was inspiring uh, from, from one sense, but it was just total heartbreak. Uh, Dak Prescott has has gets the same injury that Gordon Hayward got in 2018, uh, where his he had a compound fracture of his ankle, uh, being brought down on the play gets his his ankle you know tangled up with the defender, and it totally turns in a way that it is not supposed to turn, and it's, it was just totally dislocated, totally broken. Um, it was gruesome to watch. I mean, to see your, his foot at an angle like that was just, that was, ugh, that was terrible. That, that was hard to watch. And, but that, that's also a picture of, of sports. Um, we don't think about the danger that is in that is in these sports that uh the teams play that players play in um there is risk involved um that's why um it's important that when players are negotiating for these deals and these contracts that they make sure they're taken care of because all it takes is is one mishap on the football field one mistake one improper placement uh you know one one injury to totally change the course of a career. And while I believe Dak Prescott can make a comeback, injuries like that do take something out of you. And it's not just a physical thing, but it's a mental thing too, because when he does come back and play, what, how, how is he going to feel in terms of scrambling when, when someone, when someone does try to tackle him, what's going to go through his mind? Um, and how's he going to feel in that pocket? Because when you get on that field, they, they know your injury history, but they, you know, these defensive linemen, these linebackers, these defensive uh, backs, they, they're going to be coming at you. You on this field, they're going to try to put you right back on the shelf uh, out of, in the spirit of competition, but they're going to try to get you, get you off the field and so they're going to be gunning for you. So from a mental standpoint, when he does come back, what's going to change about the way he plays the quarterback position um, that that um, will cause him to one protect himself more, and and just to like will he will he try those same scramble runs again? Will he try to elect the slide more? Will will he be more of a pocket passer when he feels a rush coming? Will he just uh, oftentimes what Tom Brady will do? Brady when he feels a rush coming, he'll 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 sack himself. <laughs> Brady will fall down himself before uh, allowing himself to get really clobbered, and so I, I think it's really it, it may have a chance to change uh, the dynamic of how he plays the quarterback position, um, or it could not. But it just is going to be an experiment to see how he approaches the game from a mental standpoint. Um, he is a believer in, in God, so I'm I'm going to continue to you know pray that the Lord will heal him and, and keep his mind in perfect peace. Um, you know, it just that you never want to see that kind of injury happen, and you could just you could see the pain on his face. You could see uh, the anguish. I mean, you know, to have a game that he loves, um, you know, taking away from him for a time, you know, he, he would rather be out on the field. Uh, but 
I know that he's gonna be healed. He's gonna he's gonna heal up and it's gonna work out. But then it's like the Cowboys are down. <laughs> Cowboys are down. But they they came back and they, they played really well against a game Giants team. The Giants, uh, they were trying to get their first win uh, because they came into the game 0-4, uh, really didn't have much firepower to put out there. I mean, they lost Saquon Barkley. They lost their running back uh, for the season a couple weeks ago. and so. They're, but they're still trying to compete. They're still trying to go out there and do their best, uh, you know, put their best out there. And they really took it to the Cowboys in Dallas once again. But Dallas responded and they 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 gutted it out, um, especially in the, with the absence of Dak. Andy Dalton came in there and Dalton, you know, led them to a win. He led them to a victory behind him and Zeke. And the defense, they they made some key plays and and the Giants, they ended up losing this game. But and the Cowboys faithful, everybody's throwing up the you know the the number you know throwing up the four uh, for Dak Prescott, but man, going forward, it's going to be interesting to see how the Cowboys uh, come out. And so, it, either two things can happen: they can either really have a collapse based on this, or they can r- make and make this a rallying cry and really take uh, control of not just a division but control of the season. And really have renewed focus and, and motivation to succeed. And so there's there, there's two ways that they can take it. And um, hey, hopefully they, they take it to, to heart in a good sense. And use it as motivation to win it all. So, but we're going to see. Now, a thrilling matchup. The Vikings and the Seahawks. What a game. What a game. <laughs> I mean, it, at first I thought the Vikings were just gonna run away with this, but then in the second court, in the second half, like just the bottom fell out for Minnesota, and Seattle scores twenty one points, and I, and it's like you were you were like it was almost a different game in the second half. Russell Wilson woke up; they they he was finally able to make some plays because in the first half. Vikings were on him. He couldn't get anything going. Nobody was open. Uh, nobody was was really protecting him. He was taking too much punishment, and it looked like they were gonna lose at home. But second half, they get a quick score, and then just the Vikings just blow it after that. And then they end up winning the game. It was thrilling in the fourth quarter. Wilson does Wilson things, and they end up winning. And so. Uh, Russell Wilson is is one of the the best quarterbacks, um, you know, in this era, and he just continues to prove it. Uh, there's still other quarterbacks that are better than him, but he he's showing that he's amongst the elite, and he's gonna keep coming. And the great thing about him is that he's still young, and so he still has you know, ways to grow and develop. So. I'm happy for Russell Wilson. They pulled out a good game. Vikings played really hard. Kirk Cousins uh, had a solid game, but you playing against Russell Wilson, sometimes a solid game just isn't enough. Okay, and so the next game uh, that we had going on this up uh, this past weekend uh for the with the NFL action uh great game was definitely yesterday Monday night Saints Chargers what a battle they were going back and forth uh throwing just just throwing bombs at each other uh, Chargers again the Chargers offensively are explosive the problem with the Chargers is they can't stop anybody <laughs> that is the problem with the Chargers. They are the they're 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 the lions of the AFC. They can put up points, but they they let the other team put up more points. And it's fr- it, it, it's frustrating if you're a Chargers fan because they they come out and they look so good and they they hang with every team and they give them all they can handle. 
But when it comes time to to make the proper play, when it comes time to actually win the game, they just don't know how to win, especially these close games. And the Chargers, when you look at their record, just like I said, the uh, the Rams four and one record looks, uh, you know, it doesn't show the struggle that they had. the The Chargers record doesn't reflect the talent that they have. the The Chargers record uh, should not be one and four. They should probably about all rights be a three and two, um, because they've they've played well. It's just it's unfortunate that they can't put it together. Uh, for the whole game and really keep their foot on a team and not allow them to get back in it because they can put up points. They can score. They can get it to the end zone, but they can't stop anybody else from getting in the end zone either. So <laughs> it's got to be maddening to be a Chargers fan. Uh, but they they played really, really well against the, uh, against the Saints. And the Saints, I mean, Saints... They they have a winning record. They're three and two, but the Saints have been taking some haymakers. I mean, these teams are coming at the Saints, and they're they're winning some of these games, but they they've been losing uh, some games as well. Um, to and, and it just seems like the the Saints they're not they're not the same as they they're not as dominant. Like they really have to dig deep. To win these games now. And then this Justin Herbert guy uh, for the Chargers. I mean, he's he threw four touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, he he is out there working. <laughs> he's out there working for the Chargers. 264 yards passing. He's got he 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 spread out his passing attack. He's got receivers that will go get the ball. He he's got running crew. And so it's just the 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 problem is defensively they just they're they're porous and they they don't have stopping power and against a team like New Orleans New Orleans that's their game too they're going to continue to score they've never I I and some people would disagree with me on this but I they've never really had a great defense um, the the thing that wins the games that wins the games for the for this uh, the Saints has always been their offense, and so if it's a shootout situation, more often than not, Saints are gonna win because Drew Brees can can put up points. He and he's got weapons, but defensively, if you can hang with them, then you can. If you you just have to pray to to outshoot them, but I mean the Chargers they had their chances. They just couldn't put them away, and so I feel I feel bad <laughs> for them uh, because it was a good game, but they just couldn't close it out. So if I'm the defensive coordinator, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at my defense like we got to do better because we blew a major opportunity to win a viable game, and. That that's just about it. Um, they they have to win those shootout games, especially um, when when it comes to play like playoff time. So say they win some more games, uh, but when the push comes to shove and it's a it's a spot in the playoff open, they have to be able to to close out a game like that um, because if not, then it just it kills their confidence uh, going forward. Now, a game that I didn't see coming, the Dolphins. When I, I'm having a hard time picking the Dolphins, and so when the Dolphins win, when I think they're gonna lose, and then they lose when I think they're gonna win. So, and then they won big against the Fort Niners. Now the Niners, they were due for a for a collapse. They just they were, um, because of the fact that they've got so many injuries and Garoppolo, he came back, but I thought they brought him back too soon. Garoppolo doesn't need to be out there. His his foot isn't right. He, he really couldn't do what he needed to do. Um, and so they, they shouldn't have forced him back. He's your franchise quarterback. You want him out there when he is totally healthy and able to really 
plant his feet and really, um, you know, make the throws. He just, he couldn't do anything out there. And so they, they, to me, yeah, he had a bad game, but that's, that's on the coaches. That's, that's on the people of, you know, that were in charge of him. They, they really shouldn't have put him back out there so soon. Um, let him heal. Let him make sure that he's totally fine because he's your future. You gambled a lot to get him. And so you, they can't afford him to go down. They know what it was like to go without him for a season. So to risk that again, that that's foolish. So I, I really hope that they learn their lesson. I mean, they got spanked 43 to 17. The Dolphins came to play. Niners were never in the game. And I mean, it's just, it's, there's no point there. I know, I know they're trying to, to continue to stay relevant in the division and stay in contention, but um, with all the injuries that they have, they may just need to focus on getting healthy. Not saying that they'll need to compete, but I mean, they, they don't need to roll uh, Garoppolo out there before he's ready. And and they paid the price on that. So uh, Dolphins, uh, you know, they don't seem like uh, they're a contender, but they're hanging around. And that's that's the thing. They're just, they're just one of these teams that's just this hanging around for some odd reason. Um, now, the next game, uh, Cardinals, Jets. I knew the I knew the the Cardinals are gonna win this one, but I'm glad Kyler Murray, just like Deshaun Watson, I'm glad he got a chance to to show his stuff out there because people are raving about Kyler Murray and and he's going to be really I think he's going to be good if he stays healthy, um, and they continue to keep weapons around him. But this was a good a good uh, chance for him to show his stuff. He almost had 400 yards passing, 380, one TV, one TD. He he was balling out there. To for him to have a, a receiver like DeAndre Hopkins, uh, that's a game changer for him. And so that someone who can, uh, who is one of the the uh, the better receivers in the league, that's that's the best thing that you can ask for for an up and comer like Kyler Murray. So big win for them. And again, Bears, they they beat the Buccaneers. On Thursday night, Tom Brady, everybody said he pulled a J.R. Smith. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, father time is undefeated. Your body says, I can still do this. Well, no, your mind says, I can still do this thing. But your body can can tell a different tale. Um, and so I know Brady's like, I, I can play three, four more years. Your body's like... I don't know. And so if you're forgetting the how what what down it is, then there there's some rethinking that I think needs to happen. And it was it's not that Brady had a terrible game. Uh, you know he threw for two fifty three, had a touchdown. Um, but in a in a game like that, usually Tom Brady is money in that situation. You don't you don't expect him when it's clutch time to have a mental gaff like that. It happens. Nobody's perfect, but for because he's playing at the age that he's playing, um, it's and he's not necessarily in his prime anymore. It, it's telling, and you you can't shrug off the the fact that um, Father Time might be catching up to him. But it was also something too where you playing a Bears defense. I mean, the Bears are just brutal. I, I love watching the Bears play. It's like they're, they're not a, a, a pretty team. The defense is scary. <laughs> the defense is outright scary. And, I mean, they're just they're super strong. So it's it's great to see them play. Um, but it, it was a, a, a slugfest uh, back and forth. But Bears, they pulled it out. So I think Tom Brady's okay. But like I tweeted, uh, he, he, he might need to think about hanging it up after this season. I'm just saying. Um, Panthers, they beat the Falcons. I did. I picked the Panthers to win this game. I didn't think the Falcons were, were going to win. Um, and then after this game, they finally pulled the trigger and fired Dan Quinn. 
Um, because there's just there's too many losses um, that 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 he incurred that were just devastating and backbreaking. And when you lose like that, you can't afford to to hold on to your job in the NFL. Um, they're zero and five. They shouldn't be zero and five. That and that's the thing with the Falcons. For a team that talented with with the group that they have, they should not be winless. But yet they are winless. Um, but I think it's because of a lack of of mental toughness. That that's really what it comes down to. Because they they have the horses, they have the athleticism, um, and they have guys that can play. But they just don't have mental toughness um, to 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 win games that they should win, and that's what their record is a reflection of. And uh, just like what Bob, what Bill Parcells would say, hey, you know, we are what our record is, and they're zero five right now. So it just that that's a testament to uh, too many mental mistakes. And so now it's kind of like, where do they go from here? Um, you know, they've, they got to get a new coach and they got to get a new GM. So it, it's, things are, 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 uh, crazy in Atlanta right now. Um, but Bridgewater and the Panthers, they're, they're, they're showing themselves to continue to be a, a stable team. And I think they're going to, that when it comes time for a playoff action, I think they're going to be there. I think they're going to be in contention. Raiders shockingly beat the Chiefs. I picked the Chiefs to win this because I, I, I didn't think the Raiders were ready yet. But, I mean, what the the Raiders figured out something with the Chiefs. The Raiders figured out, hey, you know what? We may not be able to stop them on offense, but they can't stop us either. And so we're just going to keep throwing that bomb. And the Chiefs could not defend it. They could not defend the bomb. There were so, Derek Carr threw a variety of different bombs, and they couldn't handle that speed either. And I mean, it was it was shocking to watch. And they just they they threw so many bombs at them that the Chiefs couldn't recover. And they tried to fight back and make it a game, but in the end, the Raiders they earned that victory. And so, uh. Much props to to Vegas. They hung in there. Derek Carr had a big time game. Gruden coached them up well, and they they pulled off an unprecedented win. handed handed the Chiefs uh, a shocking loss. I don't think they were ready for it. And then going forward, I think they put forth a game plan on on how to beat the Chiefs uh, because they can't defend the deep ball. I mean, Chiefs have always had defensive issues, but. That was an exposure right there. And uh, lastly, the Bills and the Titans are playing right now. Titans are handling business against the Bills 35-16. to 16. I picked the Bills to win this, but the Titans, Titans just, they play super bully ball. They punch you in the mouth with that running game. And, I mean, the Bills... They they not they weren't ready for the Titans. <laughs> they get slaughtered today. Looking for a one-stop shop for music, movies, and television? Then look no further than Music Time. Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts as well as a, a growing movie archive. The TV network features movies, reality TV shows, hip-hop, news, documentaries, and more. And so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community. They're only going to get better. They're only going to keep growing. They're going to continue to increase content. So they've just started out. Their kickoff was the fall of this year. So join in, sign up, and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet, Music Time. Want to sign up? Go to www.ppvmuzictyme.com. It's time for music. Turning to the NBA, the Lakers have done it. 
They are NBA champions once again. And when you look at that franchise, I mean, in just the way things were going, um, within the like after Kobe finally left and retired, uh, things weren't looking good for the Lakers. Uh, they went through some some rough times, and it seemed like the Clippers were getting ready to to try and and stick a claim that they were uh, the 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 new L.A. dominant uh, team that the Lakers uh, were an afterthought. But with LeBron James, when they got LeBron, uh, that totally brought back the the uh, the resurgence of the Lakers. And so last year things didn't go so good, but they they had the framework. They they knew that um, that things were on the uptick and not the downtick. And so fans were patient. And you know, but then they this year they they got Anthony Davis and things were just totally different. And they played their hearts out. They played a great game, and you just. At the end of it, uh, you know, they they came out, they took care of business, they took care of everyone and that was in front of them, and they won. They won the chip in six. They should have swept them, <laughs> but Miami played out of their minds in, in those games. And so hats off to Miami. I mean, they, they came out, they weren't, they, they were like, y'all not going to push us over. They won game three. In shocking fashion, Butler had an outstanding game. And then game five, uh, Butler had another outstanding game, put his whole heart out there on the court. Um, and, you know, for them, it was just lucky. And, um, you know, Danny Green missed that shot <laughs> at the end of game five, uh, which would have won the championship for him. But the Heat, they showed out. They just they ran out of gas. And so game six, Lakers, they came out like y'all not. We're, we're not going to to go to a game seven. We're gonna close the door, and that's exactly what they did. And and that's what teams should do when you have a commanding lead like that, or you have that kind of lead when you're down three one. You have to close the door. You don't give them any hope. Um, and so, Lakers, they're now they're NBA champions. Now I know some people are saying, uh, of course, Skip Bayless among <laughs> others are saying that there needs to be an asterisk by this uh, NBA uh, championship. And I, I say no. There there doesn't need to be an asterisk by any championship. Uh, it was the same thing that people were saying about uh, San Antonio's uh, title uh, when they first got theirs because of the lockout season and whatnot. It's like, no, anytime you can win a championship, uh, there doesn't need to be an asterisk by it because of all the hard work that goes into competing for a championship is competition. You know, the, the other team didn't, didn't just roll over and say, you win. No, they, they came out and played the heat came out and they competed and they, they really forced the Lakers to really do some adjustments and and change some things up and, and really dig and, and match their, their hunger. And they did that and they overtook the heat, but it's like this was no by no means an asterisk season. Um, if anything, <laughs> you want to put more weight on it because of all the things that were going on. It was it was a longer season than than in history um, because you had the pandemic, you know, cancel things out uh, in the middle of it. So there were a five month hiatus on basketball. So with that being said, I mean. For them to come back, much props to the NBA because everybody was healthy. They competed and they created an environment in Orlando where everybody was able to compete and, and continue to, to play and be safe doing it. Um, it created a stronger level of commitment. So many players are saying, you know, that the 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 bubble it does take a, it does, did take a mental toll on them. Um, but the ones that were able to overcome it, like the Lakers, um, it, it paid dividends. And so, but then when you look at who they had to go through, um, they they started out. They went through uh, the Rockets. Now, I I thought that the Rockets were probably going to win that game, 
uh, win that series because, I mean, James Harden, the man is a walking bucket. But the Lakers played them well, and they won that game. And especially when you have Russell Westbrook on the team, too. Um, they just got totally outgunned in that game. One, because they didn't have an answer for Davis. Um, but then, you know, nor really for LeBron either. But they just, they got outgunned. They were too small. I mean, the Blazers, nobody really gave them a chance to win. They won, They got one game, and that was about it. Uh, the Nuggets, Nuggets gave them um, some athletic uh, things to look at, but in the end, they weren't, a, they weren't really a challenge uh, for the Lakers either. So everybody was, and, and, and I was looking at all the, the videos of just, the season and what people were saying about LeBron and everything. Oh, he, he's not going to do it out in the West and <laughs> this and that. And here he is, an NBA champion. Now, some would say, oh, he had the easiest path. He didn't play the Clippers. Um, but I'm like Snoop, what Snoop said on uh, on, uh, on Skip and Shannon Undisputed. He said they they didn't avoid the Clippers. The Clippers didn't take care of their end of the bargain uh, to get to uh, that round where they could compete. Um, every team has to take care of the business. They they knew, just like everybody else, uh, that the matchup that everybody in America wanted to see was the Lakers versus the Clippers in the, in the Western Conference Finals for the right to challenge um, the Eastern Conference uh, champions in the finals. That's what people wanted to see. That was the proverbial uh, NBA Finals matchup really was Clippers-Lakers. That's what we want to see. They want to see Braun versus Kawhi, um, Davis versus PG. Either they wanted to see all that, but the Nuggets came out of nowhere and just beat them. I mean, they, they really gave them a look that they didn't expect and they they just couldn't recover and it was it was a shock to the system. It was a shock to see uh, the the Clippers go down like that. But um, it that's sports. That's sports. You can't look ahead to one team when you have another team in front of you. You gotta play who's in front of you. Let that be a lesson uh, to to any kids that are playing youth sports that might be listening. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know uh you know if there's some of you listening but a le- a lesson in this is that you play who's in front of you. You don't take any team for granted. You play hard regardless of who your opponent is because if you don't and you underestimate them, they'll give you a L. They'll give you an L. And I mean it's just to to underestimate the players. If you give them any any life uh, whatsoever, they get, they rise to the occasion and surprise you with some stuff. So I just think the Clippers they they didn't fully um, take into account the talent that the Denver Nuggets had and their athleticism, and it showed. And they they got taken off out, off the court. So and they robbed America of the matchup that they really wanted to see. And I think that's why the viewership was so low because um, people by and large, uh, I think they wanted to see Kawhi beat LeBron and then go to the finals and, and, and win the championship because they were going to pervert their, but all right, whoever was coming out of the West was going to beat whoever was coming out of the East. So, it's like that was what people wanted to see, but I mean, because it's also a narrative for Kawhi. Because if Kawhi beats LeBron and then wins the championship, now you can say the same thing about Kawhi that you said about LeBron. Oh, he he won a championship with three different uh, franchises. Uh, he went to he went to the to San Antonio, won a chip. He went to Toronto, won a chip in the first year, and now he's come to Clippers in the first year, wins a chip. It's like, so he, that was what was going to be on the line for him. But again, the the supporting pieces just didn't work out. And he just, he got into slumps at the wrong time himself. So uh, that, that, that's what 
to that that's the commentary that you know that I've heard about um with this that you know the the Clippers and the Lakers and and what could have been and and everybody saying oh this is a you know this is a Mickey Mouse ring for LeBron because of that it's like no it's not a Mickey Mouse ring it's a hard fought ring um they went through everybody they competed against who was in front of them they played against James Harden uh who was a bucket machine they 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 played against Russell Westbrook they played against the uh the Denver Nuggets and their athleticism they played against Dame Lillard and Dame Time and took them out they you know they they would have played against the Clippers, but the Clippers ain't handle business. They they beat the Heat, um, so they they beat who was in front of them, and that's how you win a championship. You play who's in front of you, and you beat who's in front of you. You can't control who's lined up against you, but all you can do is 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 to control the situation is to beat whoever is lined up against you, and that's what the Lakers did, and now they're champions. And this is four for LeBron. And so, and he's got three, uh, he, he's got champions. He's won championships with three different franchises. And that's, that's a first in NBA history. And that says something about him and his legacy and what he brings to a organization. And so to me that that's a testament to his greatness because just like, uh, Peyton Manning was, uh, on the on the Colts, he was the system, and when you bring LeBron into a team, he becomes the system by which your offense runs. And because of his skill set, he will enhance other other players because he he is a a uh, a student of pass of making the right play, and he's unselfish with the basketball when he needs to be a bull in the china shop he can do that but he he prefers to be a master facilitator and do other things as well grab rebounds uh you know block shots things of that nature so you know and, and it it helps that when when you do need supporting pieces around him there are just there are certain players that just work with this t- the type of game that he brings and this Lakers team is a great example of that so much props to the Lakers much props to LeBron uh, y'all know I couldn't watch <laughs> because of the you know just what like watching LeBron play is like I I do uh, want him to have a a good career a good legacy um, he talked about respect at, at his speech at the end, and and you know I, I respect his game. You know he's a great player, and I, I think we all need to um, to recognize that, regardless of where you put him in terms of the the uh, the goat debate <laughs> per se, um, you you can't deny his greatness. He's he's definitely uh, top three all time. Um, I think he's if you ask me, I say he's. He's second behind Michael. Um, you just, you just, and I don't think there's anything that he can do to, to change that. Um, but when you look at just from on from a uh, from a, res, a a championship perspective, he's not going to catch Michael um, because Michael's perfect. Whenever he went to the championship, he won. Um, whenever you 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 were counting on Michael to come through. He delivered, um, and you, there's no one else that you can say that about. Um, and so that's that's why Michael will always uh, be first. I mean, especially because I've seen him play. Uh, you know, I, I've seen the era. I've seen him play. I, I've seen him. Uh, you know, win those championships. So, and, and he's always come through when it's needed. And so, and when you hear LeBron say, LeBron said it in the interview that when, uh, when they won it, like, I'm not going to get into the debate. I, w- I wear the number 23 because of Michael Jordan. I love Michael Jordan. And so that's, that's for y'all to argue about. I, I don't think he's, he's not trying to entertain that because for him, he's like, why are y'all trying to put me up against him? It's like, it's my game is my game. Michael's game is Michael's game. I look up to Michael. Um, but LeBron is definitely number two. Because of his resume, um, because of what he's had to go through to get his his championships, 
and because of his impact on the basketball court um, and what he causes teams to have to game plan for um, and and how he can shift the game based on based on his approach. And so it just and just how he arranges the chess pieces. The reason why people call him the king is because everything revolves around him uh, from a basketball standpoint on the court. And you have to pay attention to him at all times. And, and he dictates the action. And so that's why he's the king. Whenever, you know, that, that's why he has that moniker on the basketball court. So um, GOAT debate to me is, is Michael first just because. <laughs> and then after that, you got to put LeBron there. You just you just have to. Um, he he doesn't have anything else to prove, but. Um, I'm glad that he feels that he has something else to prove because it's going to continue to fuel him to succeed. And I believe that, you know, barring any any injuries, he can play for three or four years, be, especially because of the game that he has, um, because he does have a variety of skill sets on the basketball court. His game can stretch out for a long time. He does know how to play in the post. He does know how to he has great court vision. He can shoot. Um, when, when he needs to, I, I wish he wouldn't take as many three pointers as he takes, uh, because when he's cold, he's cold, but he can make them too. He can make them. And that creates, uh, you know, matchup problems. He can play, he can play defense pretty good. He has never won a defensive title, but he, he can play D. And so because of the variety of skill sets that he has, um, I think even as his athleticism starts to wane, he can win games mentally. And now that you have an Anthony Davis, he can actually put Davis in a position to be the galvanizing force of the team, to be the 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 workhorse of the team. And he can be more magic, more facilitative, especially because he's, you know, a master point guard. So, you know, I, I definitely think with his game, he can play for three or four more years, especially because of how well he keeps himself in shape. So the only thing that I think will stop him is just a, a major injury um, that will really, um, you know, hamper what he can do. But I know some people were saying, oh, he he can't keep up. He 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 getting tired. I was like, no, he he he's just LeBron is always trying to pick his spots. Uh, so that he doesn't overexert himself, and so that that's what you see with LeBron because he he mean like it, it means so much. He has to do so much on the court sometimes to keep a team in the game. He has to pace himself and conserve his energy because, and he's been doing it so long. He knows how to do it. We saw Jimmy do it for two games, but that second game, Jimmy was done because. It took so much out of him. Like he didn't know how to do that on a regular basis. That, that took all he had. So he had nothing uh, in him for game six. Bron has been able to master when to use his energy and, and conserve it for the for the moments that is needed. And Jimmy's gonna get there. I think this that was a master class for Jimmy and um, and conserving energy. <laughs> and so when he gets back. Uh, to a championship uh, like moment like that, I think he'll be better for it. And so I, I think you take nothing away from Jimmy and the Miami Heat. I think that they play extraordinary well. Um, they they played with no pressure because no one was expecting them to win, but they came out and they left it all out on the court. And so I'm proud of them. I think they got a good nucleus. They get another piece. They're going to give the East some problems, even with Kyrie and Durant uh, in the fold. And so next year, I think it's going to be a, a wide open year. Um, Golden State's back. The, uh, you know, of course, you got to do with KD and and uh, and Kyrie and so many other teams. It's going to be wide open. Some things are going to change, but it, it's going to be wild. It's going to be a, a fun NBA season. Hey, everybody. Damon here. I've written many books. And one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, 
the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site, pick it up, read it to your little ones, teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way. So that sums up another week of football action So and basketball action. It was great. I was happy uh, that the Lakers won because now I can now I can relax relax because uh, they're stressing me out, <laughs> especially especially after Game Five. But oh yeah, and sports fans, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave y'all with this. Let's stop taking sports so seriously. Yes, I mean especially with the Danny Green thing, the man was receiving death threats. That can't happen. We got to be better than that. It's like regardless of how invested you are in a football team or a basketball team or baseball team or whatever team, it's not life and death. Um, And so we shouldn't be making death threats to to players and their families just because they made a, a mistake on the on the basketball court or the football field or the baseball diamond or in the ring or whatever um, that that caused them to lose the game or the match. Um, we, we, we can't get that emotional about it to where uh, we, we want to do bodily harm or we we harassing them. They're people too. They're human beings too. Um, you know, they're more than just, than just uh, what we see them do in their field. Um, and so please, please remember that we, we have to, uh, take into account that people care about them. People depend on them. People love them. And so to, and we don't know what, what things that they go through mentally. It's like, yeah, we might see them up so high, but we don't know what, what uh mental state that might throw them into. Everybody's not that strong mentally. Some people have, uh, have committed suicide because of certain attacks. So let, let's be better. As fans, let's enjoy the game. And if we win, you know, then great. Uh, You know, if your team wins then great, if your team loses, then, hey, it's okay. It's a game. You know, things happen. You can't always win. You can't always, you know, and no one loses all the time. So um, let's be better in that regard and and treat everyone like human beings. Uh, That that's where I do also agree with LeBron and the whole more than athlete thing like. And it transcends to everything. It's like you are more than um, than your field of interest. You are more than a commentator. You are more than a writer. You are more than a scientist. You are more uh, than a, a worker at McDonald's or you know anything. It's like you're more than your field. You're more than your profession. Um, and because we wouldn't want anybody to tell us to to shut up and and and, and bake that cake or or shut up and sing the song or. <laughs> Or shut up and hook up my cable. That that you know, <laughs> it's like we we would none of us shut up and 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 type that code. We we wouldn't want anybody to say that to us. Everybody has a voice. Everybody deserves to be heard. Um, whether you agree or disagree with you know the opinion, um, is that that's okay. But the bottom line is, uh, we have to treat everybody with respect and. You know, because I'm a minister, you know, I got to let you know, hey, Christ wants us to love everyone and live peaceably with everyone. Um, It shouldn't be anything about trying to down somebody or make someone uh, feel terrible or judge somebody um, because Christ is, you know, is the judge. He's he's going to be the one to set things straight. Um, Now, that, that doesn't mean that, you know, if somebody is breaking the law or, or doing something uh illegal or moral or illicit, um, that you don't call them out on it, you know, for, you know, for the sake that they might change for the better, but it's not, it's never to tear down. It's always to, to build up, uh, correction is for protection, not for destruction. And so 
Just remember that. Let's love one another uh, with the love of the Lord, with the love of Christ, uh, knowing that the Father is watching and, and he's keeping a record of everything. Um, and, you know, knowing that if we have if we are in Christ, um, that we can rest in perfect peace and the Holy Spirit will uh, to will lead and guide our lives and keep us from doing the wrong things. All right. So thanks for listening. Uh, really do appreciate everybody that's tuning in to the, the DLS Central podcast. Um, it's a joy to be podcasting and, um, you know, going to continue to put up content for you in the future. Uh, this week, the Bible podcast is starting. And so uh, check that out. Uh, looking forward to, you know, to great things with that as well. So thank you to everybody listening. Uh, tell your friends, like, subscribe, uh, support, um, you know, it helps to have a couple of dollars to be able to enhance uh, the product. So I know the production may not be the best right now, but uh, with your support and your and your, uh, you know, your blessings um, that we can make this even better. Uh, we can do even more things in terms of, uh, you know, podcasts and guests and things of that nature and get better equipment. So um, your support helps. So, uh, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I appreciate your your listening ears and it'll be more coming in the future. Uh, Thank you. God bless. Good night.